Hello, and welcome to the Morbid Museum. We are your hosts, Katie Mead and Luke Boyd. Hello, hey, everybody. How's it going? Papal. That's how it's going. The people <laughs> oh. want to, the people are here for the papal history. Okay? Oh, the, the, the Pope, the Popin. We've been Popin. <laughs> Always be Popin. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> uh, today, I'll be discussing Pope Gregory the Ninth and his war on cats. <laughs> awesome. Now, compared to last week's story, this horrible pope is going to seem perfectly rational, normal, and sane. <laughs> <laughs> because Pope Steve is a hard act to follow. <laughs> That's a good thing for the Catholic Church, I think. Yeah, let's be honest. So, uh, but Greg definitely gives him a run for his money in terms of being a man with an axe to grind. Mm. Now, I myself would, uh, I don't necessarily categorize myself as a cat lover. The way I feel about cats is the way I feel about children. I love my own and I have very little <laughs> tolerance for other people's. <laughs> I don't trust them. I think them. that's very fair. <laughs> very fair. You can love your own cat like a, like a member of your family, but oh. somebody else's cat is sus. Yeah, I don't sus. trust you. I, I, you start walking towards me, I automatically feel a lump in my throat. Check I don't yourself. know what you're going to do. Check yourself, bro. Check yourself, puss. And, and plus, mm -hmm. I have my cat, whose name is Thomas Jefferson, everybody. He is a little baby angel. He has never used his claws. He doesn't know how to use his claws as weapons. He's dumb as a bag of hammers, mm. and I love him to death. I really do. And so he's like probably, I don't know if I could get another cat after him because he's so like magnificent and lovely. So special. And many other cat. I've had very bad cat encounters. And so many cats are just straight up dicks, you know? Yeah. If they're not socialized, you know, if they're feral, you know. Yeah. And some of them just I have bad know. personalities. They exactly. think they're better than everybody. They do. They do. <laughs> they're spiteful. They <laughs> They're like, because they're so smart, they also have like emotional intelligence. Case in point, my neighbor two doors down has too many cats and he allows mm. all of them to go outside. So they okay. shit all over my lawn, Fuck pee you. all over my lawn, and they terrorize Jeff from the window. They literally sit there as if to be like, hey, motherfucker, mm -hmm. I'm on your lawn. What are you going to do about it? And then my cat goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to pee on this couch. That's what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> to take it out on my parents' house. Um, but it's also the it's always the cat in the window outside in the video. It's like, like screaming at the cat inside. Like, what is the cat inside supposed to do? It's just terrorized. There's yeah. nothing. You can't scratch it out. You can't fight it out. Yeah, no. You, Terrible. It just translates into your own emotional baggage. <laughs> so I've been I've been terrorized by cats. My cat's being terrorized by cats. But uh, you know, but this is just me, Luke. Do you you have cats? You've had yes, cats. two beautiful cats. In yes, my, in my apartment. And what are your um, what are your general Nina feelings? and Zelda? They're lovely, and they are big, beautiful babies. They're bonded bonded pair. They're sisters, and they're both so <laughs> uniquely challenged. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they like their development was such that they were like not they have no fair feralness in them at all. You know, they're same thing. Never a scratch, never a hard paw, like very, yeah. you know, very playful, very submissive. Yeah. Probably too skittish. 
skittish mm. you know to death but you know you bond with them over time they're very special animals but yeah growing up never had cats yeah always dog same. people and you know as i got older in college and stuff i met people had cats and then it was like you know especially when you're living on your own when you're a young adult it's like having a cat is the perfect low maintenance so low maintenance. yes yeah. perfect for, for your life and for and for city people right exactly it's, they're easy um you know yeah, having a dog in new york is like you know if you are not responsible it borders on inhumane Oh, I mean, I had a dog, as you know, Luke, when I was single, and it also like it kills like your social life Correct. when you're trying to meet people. Well, like, that's the thing because you're a responsible dog owner; you took care of Rainbow. Yeah, I had to go home and walk my dog. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. have to miss Most out on be things. Like, yeah, no, I mean that's the thing. But cats, cats give that built-in uh, freedom because they themselves love freedom. They're fairly independent, so there are many you know, positive qualities to cats. But Greg, uh, as I'm going to refer to him <laughs> from this point on. Pope Gregory the Ninth. Pope, Pope Greg. Yeah, Greg. He had a very uh, specific perspective on cats. And that was that he felt that they were instruments of Satan. Ooh, so he was not a cataholic Catholic. He was anti-catholicism. Anti <laughs> sure. <laughs> what you said. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Ooh. again, based on personal experiences, I get the connection between cats and Satan. I really mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But uh, but Greg definitely, uh, he goes a bit too far and listens to some bad advice. So let's start at the top. On March 19th, 1227, 80-year-old Cardinal Ugolino di Segni becomes Pope Gregory the Ninth. I still don't understand because I've never really looked into it. Like what makes a Pope choose the name that they choose? It's fascinating, isn't right? it? Right? Like why, papal name. Why Gregory? I don't know. I should have, if I had more time or cared a little more, I could have looked this up. I feel like they didn't really just start describing them until like the 18th century anyway, like in, in a, in a yeah. way that's recorded. Yeah, you know. no, that's fair. So uh, unlike some of the popes that we were discussing last week, Pope Gregory was a little bit more hesitant about stepping into the vestments. One, because this dude was 80, like I said. Not, he's not a young pope. But he was also going to have to tackle a humongous problem. It was the ever-growing issue of heresy. Yes. By the 13th century, various groups had been breaking away from Catholicism and were becoming increasingly popular and therefore dangerous to the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, you could consider this like a baby reformation. Right. Yeah, we're already, <laughs> like, we're, we're only a thousand years into <laughs> Because this is the late it, Middle Ages, yeah, just no. before the Renaissance. Yeah, right, like, this is, and this all kind of starts in like the thousand AD. Yeah, so it's only been a thousand years, and people are already like this. We go from sucks. pornocracy <laughs> to great apostasy to yes. heresy, straight up heresy <laughs> to evil. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of these groups would be the Waldensians. And uh, there was it was founded by a man whose last name was uh, Waldo, and Waldo <laughs> I think is how you'd say it. But uh, yeah, so for instance, the Waldensians I think is how you say it. Mm. They believed you could speak directly to God. Mm. That is very threatening to Catholicism, right? Sure, absolutely. They ain't gonna like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that. Um, and twelve hundred specifically, I mean, uh, and and Pope Greg specifically is a power hungry pope in that mm. he wants the pope to have more power than kings he he wants total absolute, control absolute of the power absolutely and what happens with absolute power it corrupts absolutely 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 <laughs> so uh <laughs> obviously 
different sects like this, we're never going to fly with uh, these powerful leaders of the Catholic Church. So Greg comes into power and he decides it's time to deal with this issue. <laughs> and he is the first pope who officially designates inquisitors because, yeah, it mm. had kind of been a shit show prior to him saying, uh, okay, we're going to actually have a formal inquisition here because apparently it was heretics like people in the town would just be like he's a fucking waldensian <laughs> light him up <laughs> just like oh, set people on fire in the town square the religiously fueled hysterical hate crimes were channeled in a very haphazard way it turns out before the inquisitors came on the scene so it um, would providing much needed order the inquisitors <laughs> did to this process right in their own <laughs> special way horrible uh, yeah 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 extermination so, oh, listen at, at least <laughs> at least it was neat right they did it <laughs> in an orderly fashion <laughs> uh so it's just like you invented torture like you invented waterboarding yeah. like i just started at this point and just let, yeah you know, just we're not just going to randomly set you on fire we're going to do a fake trial and then we're going <laughs> to set you on fire <laughs> um and so these inquisitors yeah, these inquisitors were mainly uh, Franciscan and Dominican friars. And uh, this begins what will be the incredibly lengthy and terrifying persecution of Christians in Europe that would evolve into the Spanish Inquisition, a variety of inquisitions. But this is all going on spanning hundreds of years. I mean, it's just absolutely terrible. This initial inquisition is that we're talking about today is sometimes referred to as the German Inquisition, as that's where this nightmare begins. Mm. Uh, All with Gregory the Ninth and the Waldensians. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and more than the Waldensians, there were several other groups. I'll, I'll get right. into that in a second. So prior to Greg starting this inquisition, the role of dealing with heretics was supposed to fall on bishops, but he found them to be inept because they only brought cases if someone had actually complained about someone's heresy. So he was mad that they weren't doing their own inquiries without accusations. Too reactionary, not seeking the evil, just yeah. When I when I hear about it, okay, we'll bring him. We'll bring yeah. Him. Like, you know, how crime works. <laughs> <laughs> not just creating right? crimes sure. to be mad oh, about. Oh yeah. You're talking about we're talking about thought crime, right? Right. Like, <laughs> Which in Catholicism, even if you think about it, just as bad, it's just, just as, bad. as bad. You're already dead. Yeah. Damned to hellfire. So, yeah. So basically, Greg is not a no news is good news type of dude. He wants proof that he's right and that there is a war to wage. But at the same time, like we said, he recognizes, well, I can't just let this run crazy. Right. So I need this to be lawful and organized. And I got to find a way to make all this work. And lucky for him, he passes this power on to certain individuals and one of them who he appointed as grand inquisitor of germany is again let's add him to our list of history's greatest sociopaths german priest conrad von marburg Ooh, marburg okay yeah marburg not morbid not morbid <laughs> morbid 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 yeah uh this guy this fucking guy, Luke, Woof. he is largely responsible for the torture and death of God only knows how many people whose only crimes were disagreeing with the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. He was a overzealous <laughs> uh, inquisitor. Mm -hmm. And he really, what's the word I'm looking for? 
had a had a certain style when it came to his inquisition and torture methods. A panache, if you were. A panache, indeed. Uh, hmm. It was actually under Pope Innocent the Third that he first got very into- misleading. Very misleading, Pope Innocent <laughs> again. Again, any pope that's name is innocent, I guarantee you, is not. <laughs> Trying way too hard. We can see right through this. How dare you? How dare you? Be a little classy and have formosis. Oh, yeah, he's, he's handsome. Yeah. Okay. At least I can drink a formosis, right? Several. <laughs> Several. I've had I've had a few. For today. <laughs> uh, so it's under Pope Innocent III. This is in the early 13th century, really at like the turn of the century. Marburg plays an active role in the absolute atrocity that's known as uh, the Cathar Crusade, the Albish, I never say this right, the Albigensian Crusade. Mm. And the Cathars were another sort of breakaway group. It's known as a Catharism, which is so funny because mm. it almost sounds like Catholicism. <laughs> but they, yeah, they had their own sets of beliefs. They kind of leaned a little more esoteric in many regards. Um, so I probably, I probably would have been seduced by that. Uh, look into them, honestly. Very mm -hmm. interesting um, breakaway group. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens to them in this early crusade uh, and then further along under Greg, this is this could be considered a genocide by today's standards because the religion okay. becomes basically uh, eradicated by the 14th century. And, you know... We don't know how many faithful... No idea. Approximately, but enough no. to where they were wiped out. No, I mean, it's 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 horrendous. And mm. you can read some of these accounts of what happened where when, you, when you're talking about the crusades against heretics that are still Christian, it's extra crazy because it's yes. not it's this weird othering where it's like they they're just saying they don't exactly agree with you. You know what I mean? Right. And they have decided, okay, we're going to we're going to all go together to one little town so you don't have to deal with us, we don't have to deal with you. Just let us hang out in this town and they're like absolutely not. You got to go. And they would they would come in, they'd pillage these towns, rape, murder, murder children in front of their parents and then murder their parents, burn villages to the fucking ground. Right. There Terroristic, was, barbaric. Oh, it's it, Totally barbaric. Total war. And they even talk about like people who were involved, like after the fact, being like it was a great day. Killed so many. Great day for today. the Lord. Right. Yep. Yep. Cleansed, cleansed this earth of so many disbelievers, non-believers, contra-believers, yes. people from your tribe who are messing with the mission. Yes. And this is a church that is, you know, holds on to a pillar of universality in mm -hmm. its modern credo. I mean, the whole thing just makes the Protestant Reformation all the more remarkable. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we were slightly more civilized by then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such a waste of human life. So sad. It's crazy, too, when it's like, you know, there are some very strong differences between certain religions, but these are just like a couple of things. Yeah. And it's still yeah. so egregious to them. It's It's yeah. wild. It's wild. So, yeah. So the the Inquisition of uh, Pope Gregory the Ninth would basically be the nail in the coffin of um, Catharism. Uh, but he obviously, going back to Conrad von Marburg, he obviously had gained a bit of a reputation for having zero scruples when it came to punishing people he believed to be heretics. So he was the guy that Greg was looking for. He needed little cause or provocation to accuse someone and would threaten, confess, or burn. <laughs> that's 
that was your choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And of course, once you confess, we're going to torture the you will, shit out of you. You still will burn. We're going to torture the shit out of you and make you name names. Oh, yeah. Give up your family members, your, your friends, yeah. everyone you know. Let us know where they are so we can find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's systematic. Witch, it's systematic. Yeah, this witch hunt shit, man. It's scary. Scary, scary, scary. And, you know, I don't even have the time to get into the types of torture they were doing. But you can imagine it's not great. It's really hideous. there's a there's a the at the uh, Renaissance Fair in New York State there's a torture museum. Of course there is. <laughs> there's so many torture museums. There's it's a whole so good. Um, the Tower of London has like a torture yes, area. Yes. Right. So yeah. much torture porn. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's rough. It's <laughs> rough. I don't like. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. My uh, did I ever tell you my nephew Joe, who uh, when he was a little boy, <laughs> his thing that he would always say was, "I can't want to like it." <laughs> so to I this can't day, wanna like it. I can't want to like it. So to this day, me and my sister, whenever anything happens, we're like, well, I can't want to like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's perfect. I like it a lot. <laughs> I can want to like that. Exactly. Uh, so as Grand Inquisitor of Germany, he was very easily able to convince Greg that Germany itself was in a dire situation that the cults were actually satanic and they were on the rise and Germany was soon to be taken over by the devil himself. Yikes. Yep. Nothing like a good old fashioned satanic, satanic panic. panic. Yep. Another one for you. Yeah. So, so this is, this is a shift from what we've been talking about before where the, they're heretics because they're believing in a separate version mm -hmm. of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. They've ratcheted it up to say, and this was something that was becoming a more common belief, is like the reason why they have created this new church is because of the devil. Yes, <laughs> it's God and Jesus versus the devil. It's mm -hmm. a proxy war that we are all blessed to fight in. Yes, and <laughs> nothing says the devil quite like <laughs> you can pray but not just in a church. How about that, God? <laughs> Take that. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to confess to a priest, but you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the devil. The devil is a trickster. <laughs> How dare he? Mm. So as a result of Marburg's reports, on June 13th, 1233, Pope Gregory IX creates the first bull of his papacy. That's right, people. We're back on our bullshit. <laughs> back no on papal our bull here, okay? All papal Unfiltered bull. Unfiltered truth. Uh-huh. This bull was known as the Vox in Rama. Hmm. Vox meaning voice in uh, Latin hmm. and Rama, literally standing for Rama. Yeah. It was written as a way to convince the archbishops in Germany to fully support Conrad's insane practices in his efforts to combat the alleged satanic cults that apparently, allegedly, were everywhere in Germany. So this is a declaration of war against the Satanists and empowering uh, Mar Marburg to yeah. Per persecute. Yeah. In reality, it was a war on other Christians. Mm. That's what it actually was. Mm -hmm. So here's where the cats come in. Never before had a papal bull directly made an association between the cat and the devil or witchcraft. And this is major because over the next few centuries, we see endless texts, including the Malaeus Maleficarum, that basically say cats are the devil's favorite animal. 
Mm. And the quote unquote idol of all witches, that's exactly what Pope Innocent the uh, seventh calls them. And uh, specifically, as we know, it's a lot of this is attributed to black cats. They are especially evil. I did a little research on this, but I couldn't quite find why. I don't, I guess, because it's like they can sneak around more easily. They can sneak up on you at mm -hmm. night. You know, there's something about their their blackness and nighttime being scary. You know, that's that's really all I could think of. Yeah, um, I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, yeah, if anybody knows anything about that cat history, <laughs> let me know. So I'm going to read you this famous excerpt. And this is literally all there is. The following rites of this pestilence are carried out. When any novice is to be received among them and enters the sect of the damned for the first time, the shape of a certain frog or toad appears to him. Some kiss this creature on the hindquarters and some on the mouth. They receive the tongue and saliva of the beast inside their mouths. Oh, no. Yes, gross. Sometimes it appears unduly large and sometimes equivalent to a goose or a duck. And sometimes it even assumes the size of an oven. That's such like an arbitrary <laughs> comparison, right? Like what? Like a Dutch oven? Like a little pot? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of ovens did they have then? <laughs> anyway, at length, when the novice has come forward, he is met by a man of wondrous pallor who has black eyes and is so emaciated, thin, that his flesh has been wasted, seems to have remaining only skin drawn over his bones. The novice kisses him and feels cold like ice. And after the kiss, the memory of the Catholic faith totally disappears from his heart. Afterwards, they sit down to a meal. And when they have arisen from it, the certain statue, which is usual in a sect of this kind, a black cat descends backwards with its tail erect. Get ready. First the novice, next the master, then each one of the order who are worthy and perfect kiss the cat on its buttocks. No! <laughs> Not cat butts. Not done. Then each returns to his place and speaking certain responses, they incline their heads towards the cat. Forgive us, says the master. And the one next to him repeats this. A third responding says, we know master. A fourth says, and we must obey. When this has been done, they put out the candles and turn to the practice of the most disgusting lechery, meaning they have an orgy. Mm. They make no distinction between strangers and family. Moreover, if by chance those of the male sex exceed the number of women surrendering to their passions, men engage with depravity with men. Oh. Women change okay. their natural function, making this itself worthy of blame among themselves. When these most abnormal sins have been completed and the candles have been lit again and each has resumed his place from a dark corner of the assembly, a certain man comes from the loins upward, shining like the sun. His lower part is shaggy like a cat. Ooh, the devil. The devil. Oh, my God. The devil that makes is insane. Yeah. So the this devil. Is a, this is an account, by the way. This is an account from fucking Von Marburg to the Pope. Who, okay. By the way, my favorite thing about this, too, is, of course, Von Marburg is a friar who uh, lives very much allegedly a life that is holy, beyond reproach, mm -hmm. no sex, nothing mm -hmm. like that. Yet he wrote some of the horniest fan fiction I've ever seen. 
the imagination to invent this absolutely absurd mad lib of kissing a cat's ass to having sex with everybody. I mean, it's every sin wrapped into one. At the same time, though, uh, the first time I read this, I was like, oh, my God, is that why my cat is constantly backing his asshole Ass- into my face? <laughs> I mean, they do try to put their butt. They do try to put their butt just about everywhere. So that everywhere. makes perfect sense. Specifically in your face. So yeah, they often. Um, I know they actually often would call heretics uh, Ketzer, um, which is the German name for cat. Cats. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and the real question after that, of course, is uh, you know why cats? <laughs> yeah. There seem to be a few different theories about why cats were so feared and associated with the devil. One of the primary reasons was that they were, and even now, are still somewhat wild. They're little hunters, right? They're, they still retain a lot of their instincts, even the dopiest among them. My cat, who is, again, like a little idiot, he has eviscerated mice. Yeah. Like we found them like perfect little slit, like a little serial killer. Like it was impressive. <laughs> this is this is the work of no uh, an ordinary. Uh, He's practiced <laughs> surgical precision. Yeah, they have these wild instincts, and they're still intact to the point where you can't really train most cats. I think no, you're right. A, they're right? always they're somewhat primal. Always they are, and uh, so they're not easily controlled and human Mm. beings tend to be afraid of things they can't control. There's a reason Mm. why that phrase it's like herding cats (laughs) is a thing. (laughs) Can't, can't do it. And so likening cats to heretics makes a lot of sense in that way. And even more so associating cats with women is a Mm. centuries old practice in nicer places who are more loving towards cats and women. uh, They're goddesses, right? You think of the Egyptians, they adored their kitties. My God, literally adored them. But then in this more European culture, again, this is cats being, as they relate to witches that comes from that same place of men fearing women and wanting to control them. Mm hmm. So, and and cats have this very, um, I think if you were to say who has the feminine energy or the masculine energy in the most like, you know, common sense, I think cats are considered more sensual creatures, more feminine creatures, whereas dogs have a more masculine kind of energy, right? absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, like cats are like slink around, dogs are big doofuses. Yeah, exactly. It's very chance and sassy. It's just like exactly you know, that's the that's the vibe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, speaking in the most stereotyped of, of genders, but <laughs> so that's likely also why they believed that witches could take on the shape of cats, and why the idea of a black cat walking your way was bad luck was because that's the devil fucking walking past you. That's a, that's a witch who is in league with Satan. Yeah, who's coming your way? So. Yeah, there's a lot of this superstition and and horrible beliefs around kitties already at this point. Mm. Now, you may have noticed, nowhere in the bull does it actually say, okay, so now let's kill all the cats, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is where we get back to kind of what you were talking about last week, where it's like a lot of assumptions get made, a lot of inferences get made, and we Mm. don't actually know what happened yeah disclaimer over very good yeah 
But if I was a person living in this time period in the 13th century, first of all, I probably can't read. So someone is explaining this to me, <laughs> telling me what worst, it says. Of course. Um, I'm a woman. Why this is none of my business anyway. Uh, but I think I would hear this and then automatically be afraid of cats. And it's yeah. probably if I'm a common folk person, I probably am already a little weary of cats because again, this isn't an uncommon notion. It's just it's never been said by the fucking Pope. Yes. That cats are evil. Right. So it's a big deal in that yeah. way. It's an elevation of a long-held cultural idea. Yes. You know, that exactly. that existed and made sense and is the is in the logic of the time. Mm -hmm. But now it's receiving elevation yeah. to a high level. The Holy Father of the Church has said it, and so it Infallibly. is. Mm -hmm. Uh There's a historian named Donald Engels. He describes this papal bull as a, quote, death warrant for the animal, which would be <laughs> continued to be slaughtered without mercy until the early 19th century. No, I don't love that. It's not nice. No, I and for any beef that I have with cats, I certainly don't believe in their genocide wanton execution no no so <laughs> awful one of the things i read also said it, very few all black cats survive to this day in western europe oh my god mm. isn't that crazy Babies. i know and there are some historians this has definitely been disproven many times over at this point um okay. i mean as much as you can again like we're kind of operating from a place of assumptions and educated guesses on mass murder of cats was actually believed to have been one of the things that caused the bubonic plague. Really? Because without rat killers around, <laughs> right. the rat killer, the rat population is going to explode. Rats couldn't be controlled because there were no cats to control them. But at this point, most historians seem to agree that that's kind of a nonsense theory because as we know, the plague was spread through uh, Yersinia pestis, which is uh in fleas mm -hmm. and uh fleas can live on cats <laughs> as we know <laughs> yes and even worse if cats are eating the rats it's also inside the cats correct and then the cats are rubbing on you rubbing their fleas on you yeah and guess what bitch you got plague <laughs> <laughs> So the cat is the bringer and the, the reason why. If anything, cats would have made it cats worse. Are involved. Cats are involved either cats way. Cats would have made it worse. Yeah. They couldn't have saved us. They probably, <laughs> it's probably their fault. We should do something about that. Oh, we should kill all these cats. Oh my God. And, and the other reason why it doesn't make sense is the plague was in tons of places. You know, it, for instance, like I mentioned, Egypt. Tons of cats mm. in Egypt where they were worshipped and the plague was horrible there. So, yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't make sense. So we, we can go ahead and probably uh, myth bust that one. Consider it busted. Busted. But cats being slaughtered in that way to the point of, you know, wiping them out. It, it seems that there is some truth to this to some extent. People would drown cats. That was a very common thing <sighs> in France. It would seem that they enjoyed putting them in whisker back baskets and lighting them on fire. Oh my God. Yeah, they burned them alive. And oh. the idea was like hearing their screaming was sort of setting evil spirits free. I know. It's no. terrible. I know. You kidding? But wait, here's the craziest thing well, I've maybe ever read. All right. <laughs> Drap in. Buckled. <laughs> in uh, Ypres, Belgium, at this time, this is again, similar time period. 1300s-ish. <laughs> They're well known for their garment industry. 
and they would okay. store both wool and the finished garments, the finished product in what they call cloth halls. Now, it was very common that mice would come and infest these cloth halls. Uh, they would gnaw in all the thread and everything. And so they had cats that would live in the hall. They would put them there. Um, so the cats were dealing with the mouse problem. However, this created the issue of cats then breeding. Now there are just too many fucking cats. Mm. So the obvious solution was, oh, I know. Let's throw them out of the bell tower of the local church. Oh, my God. So demonstrative. So over the top. Wait, it gets no. better. This was obviously also a symbolic gesture. Because literally throwing out the old, getting ready for the new. Yeah. And they literally turned this into a holiday called Cats Wednesday that occurred on the <laughs> second week of Lent as a way to purge the evil from their town. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. So you're telling me there was a Lenten season where there was both an Ash Wednesday and a Cat Wednesday. Followed by Cat Wednesday. And the Ash Wednesday sounds a lot worse than the Cat Wednesday, but the Cat Wednesday was a thousand times worse than Ash Wednesday ever could have been. A thousand percent correct. Oh my god. Where did the, so the ashes came from the cats, obviously. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, burn them in a wicker basket. <laughs> we save our cat ashes from the year before for Ash Wednesday. Get the wicker basket out, Joey. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Mommy's got to make some ash. Yes, I'm not great. I hate this so much. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the best part no. they did this until 1870. Cursed. Cursed. 1870? <laughs> We're 17. 17. 17. Okay. Still. Still not acceptable. <laughs> it's only way six, too late. Only this ship belongs. This ship belongs well before our beloved 19th century. <laughs> How dare you? I don't like that this had anything to do. Our century. century. I don't How like fucking it. dare you? No. Unbelievable. Wearing so my hair in a bun about it. I'm 700, gonna... whatever, whatever that math is bad. 500 <laughs> years of persecution. The Inquisition and cat executions are going on from the 1300s through the 19th century. Cat killing, yeah. Common dis disdain for kitty cats. So thanks, Greg. Thanks for that. What an unmitigated bringer of evil. Yeah. So today, obviously, for the most part, we are much more loving towards our kitties. But there is still this kind of permanent stain on mm. black cats specifically because yeah. of this shit. Did you know that black cats are the least adoptable? That makes sense. They linger. Superstitions are real. Yes, both black cats and black dogs because they are uh, mm. related to Satan. Mm -hmm. The and black so, dog is a very common image. Absolutely. You goats know, so scary. as well. Ooh, yeah. And yeah. you've seen some of those goats who've black got those goats really fuck fucking if scary got, eyes. If you're a black goat with the yellow side slit eye. F that. Bye. See you later. Bye. Have fun. Uh, but yeah, there's it's this inherent bias slash superstition has carried on to today because of this fucking pope. Right. How nuts is that? It's I'm very unfortunate, and it's a, it's it's proof positive of a of all the different kinds of unintended or un unimagined consequences, realities that we confront today mm -hmm. that come from these decisions made by these arbitrary you know, beneficiaries of the seat of power. It's so disturbing. And feeding what? The in impetus of the moment to tackle, you know, an insecurity within the faith in terms of a crisis of faith, people step, the complexity of belief and yeah. people taking on different stripes of belief 
and yeah, taking something like a cat that is not an ordered being <laughs> and it is a disorder. It, it is trying to d disrupt the order of life, yeah. which is an amazing thing about it. You know, a cat is a divine thing in that it shows us, you know, the beauty of life when life yeah. is yeah, and that banal and boring and, you know, day in, day out and to make that the object of evil. And they were such little helpers then too. They were extremely, they were killing all those mice in their <laughs> stupid clothes. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Ridiculous. The mice won the last oh, five centuries. Okay. They, they will continue to win. In Europe. <laughs> and what also really sucks is that, you know, this, some of you may be already knew this story or, or had heard of this to some extent, but this, this stupid cat part, overshadows the importance of the Vox and Rama because this also really establishes some legality to these church-led inquisitions. Mm. Like they weren't like a formal thing before. They weren't necessarily legal before. He made that a thing. And that begins this centuries long fucking Practice. nightmare. Yeah. It's it's hard. Mass genocide. Yeah. And 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 again, this it's connecting that anyone else, regardless of whether or not you think of yourself as Christian, is related to the devil. You have been taken in by Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Heretics are demonized, and the belief was that you are turning from the one true church. You fell for the devil's temptations. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it comes down to the rank and file folks, you know, from in the bishoprics on down to the priests who mm -hmm. had to who had to bring this stuff to the field. Yeah. You know, and that's that's also part of it is yeah, that we can point blame at the pope, you know, and their decisions which are at the top. Yeah. But so many people had to step in line and speaking to the adherence of the faith and the it's the fidelity to it. It's it's Exactly. It's, and ugh. it's also it, I mean you know, we kind of you kind of touched on this ever so lightly last week, but this is one of the most inherently horrible things about mankind is that it's you, if you have some, then that means I have less, mm -hmm. right? So I need to make sure you don't have any because I want it all. And that's how this Pope was and how yeah. a lot of these Popes were. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't get to break away. I fucking own you. I yeah. own every soul. How can you rule Europe. the world? Absolutely. If yeah. people are people are stepping out. Yeah. You don't get to walk away. It's like a fucking mafia. <laughs> it's like you have your hands full with the Sazarins and all the, everybody else. Like, you know, please. <laughs> like if he, they would have just handled this in a way where it's like, okay, can we all just cooperate together against some common enemies? Yes. We are a nope. Christian coalition. No, no coalition building. Nope. 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 And and part of the was so crazy with the these practices that you know, this fucking asshole, Conrad von Marburg, he was a big believer in heretics don't have to, you know, agree with it. You can forcibly baptize them. You can force them to be Catholic against their will. So you're literally one of the most important parts of the Bible is the choice mm -hmm. that God gives us, right? Sure. They're said, no, fuck no. that. Baptize <laughs> them whether they like it or not. Yeah. Dunk them, fucking dunk them. And that gets carried in through the other inquisitions as well. It's just, it's yeah. fucking wild shit. Um, and we should definitely cover more of that fun stuff because <laughs> there's yes. so much to that. But oh, um, yeah. one little nice ending to this story is that Conrad von Marburg got brought down 
after he was accused a man by the name of Henry II. He was the Count of Seine uh, in Germany. He was accused of taking part in some of those sexy orgies <laughs> that he talked about with Greg. Mm. Um, the case was postponed because Henry went to some higher ups in the church and was like, for fucking real? Really? Me? Okay. <laughs> and so they were like, all right, why don't we think about this? And of course, Marburg got his panties in a bunch and he was all pissed and he was going to continue to try to pursue it. But before he had the chance, he was mysteriously murdered by some knights. <laughs> definitely Sounds not right. Definitely not hired by <laughs> Henry II. <laughs> Probably uh, one of Henry's boyfriends was. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he went a bit too far and uh, he paid the price. And that's kind of similar, I believe, in Salem. That's kind of what brought it to an end, too. It's like once you started pointing fingers at more important people, then they were like, hang on a minute. Okay, now, now you lost me. <laughs> now that's a bridge too far. Now that's a problem. <laughs> no, it's true. That's like, that's a very common end result i feel yeah yeah because that's the thing you just you don't start punch above the, your weight babe that's don't right do it. Start point the finger to everybody you know you yeah. gotta accept the consequences because mm -hmm. that's the power too that comes with it yes i think like yeah. mccarthyism you know mccarthyism with the girls <laughs> from salem you know they yeah. at that point they were rock stars and they thought they were untouchable and it was probably the same thing with this guy exactly you thought i could exactly. anybody who pisses me off i can sure. take him out yeah so womp womp on that guy <laughs> A right middle age ending for you, sir. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> uh, I know, killed by knights. How great is that? Great, fucking great. I love it. <laughs> God, by knights. Hope they all stabbed him just a shitload of times. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to kiss a cat's butthole right before he died. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> made the Roman Ray the, Mo Ray the Romanoff murders look primitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh. So let's discuss where you can further explore this wackadoo history. Yes. Uh, to my knowledge, there is no original copy of this bull. Um, those seem to be very hard to come by. In fact, some Catholic apologists use that as a way to deny that this ever happened at all. How convenient. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it just? <laughs> but there are manuscripts in, I believe it's a library in Basel, Switzerland. So that's something. I don't necessarily think you and I could just so casually go look ago. at it. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. No, but the point is it does exist. It did exist, but we're not necessarily ever going to encounter yeah, it's it. It's the 1300s. It's not that long ago. Not that long ago, we no. Magna, we got Magna Carta's. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> my only point of reference for the, for the 13th century. That's great. No, I'm fine with okay. it. Okay. Yeah, right. I've seen it in person. Yeah, great. Who hasn't? All documents. <laughs> Uh, other Pope stuff, uh, you know, there's obviously tons of Pope ephemera at the Vatican. And then there are other museums that have random stuff. One thing that I found that was super cool is uh, a thing called a papal bulla, which is basically it's their seal from this time period. Um, mm. And it was made of lead. Mm. So I couldn't quite I didn't bother like re researching much further. I noticed that they melted lead onto it or whatever i don't like know a cipher. yeah it's essentially like in yeah in place of like a wax seal it was mm -hmm. there so um yeah so that still exists that's in the british museum and his specific mm. one that belonged to him exists in the british museum because again they get everything yes the hall of sins yes. uh-huh we should do an episode actually on what's going on there because there's some there's some stuff about to go down i think fairly shortly oh yeah yeah we should come back to that 
So, uh, and then very interestingly, I discovered that here in New York City at the one and only Morgan Library, which adore, Amazing love the place. Morgan Library, they have original manuscripts of his, I think they're called Degretals, Degretals, mm -hmm. uh, from 1330. Okay. Which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, in my personal opinion, the best way to engage in this story is to attend Kattenstutt also known as the Parade of Cats. That in Germany? Been, that has been held in Ypres, Belgium. Oh, ah, okay. So, in 1938, some uh, this is the legend. I don't know if it's true. Apparently, some young boys decided to take their stuffed cats, their little toys, and chuck them out of the church. <laughs> As a send-up of the old. <laughs> yes. And so someone must have been like, huh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> let's do this let's do this more often so now it's floats performances and of course a jester who throws plushy kitties from the cloth hall belfry tower oh my down goodness. to the crowd which awaits with outstretched arms waiting to receive the kitties <laughs> now that's a positive outgrowth of all of this <laughs> But the weird thing also is that they then also apparently have a mock witch burning, which I'm like, what? Yeah, again, you had me and then you lost me. I know. I don't know. God damn it. God it's damn not for it. Me, but apparently thousands of people go to this fucking thing. It only happens every three years. So friends, Whoa. start saving now because the next date is May 11th, May 12th, 2024. I'll see you there <laughs> at Cottonschutz. <laughs> and we're live at Cottonschutz. <laughs> We have just seen the first witch burning of the evening. Uh, you said I thought you said parade of cats. Yes, that's what cotton. So it is. There is. A, there are floats. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's you have to. I'll we'll put some pictures up of what the parade itself looks like. It's huge. It's exactly like the fucking <laughs> Macy's parade, but cats. <laughs> My God, I love it so much. Yeah, people love it. It's a, it's like a beloved thing now. So to me, that's the best. That's the, the best spin you That's could possibly That's the best outcome yes. of all of this. Absolutely. You couldn't hope for better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spread up some of that spirit around, okay? So yeah, all in all, uh, a lot of a lot of fiction around this story for sure. Uh, the story is often told as if he, this decree was to go out and murder every cat you could find. That's literally not what he said. But right. you know, he is responsible for countless lives. Of human beings and yeah it's i think it's safe to infer that people were affected by his words in regards to cats and the devil and what brought about the end of it like in the 19th century just fell out of practice or just Pe people were just like this isn't okay <laughs> <laughs> like where is it still happening in, in belgium in belgium yeah that no that that specific throwing the cats out of the window yeah. That was that annual event. Yes. <laughs> Cat Wednesday Correct. happened until 1817. <laughs> I don't know about the general burning of cats and torture yeah. of cats. I mean, there are some people who are perfectly fine still doing that horrible shit today. But from a ritualistic perspective, there isn't really an end date that I could give you mm -hmm. aside from that particular one in Belgium. Yeah. And the church you know, does blessing of the animals, you know, it's very pro pet these days. St. Francis. Um, yeah. As far as I know, there's no, there's no uh, admonition against, you know, black cats being blessed. Not that it, not to my knowledge, I've never we, seen any kind of stipulation on 
one of those like bring your pets to church, but no. leave your cats at home. Oh, the black cats are canceled. <laughs> now it's like uh, bring your black give your black cats to Ash Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> no. And uh, and there's that video of the like priest sitting in a chair and the cat just wanders into his cloak. Have you seen this? No. Oh my god! Can we post it? <laughs> of course. I love that. Yes, it's it's like this priest like doing a video feed and he's like talking through a biblical passage and he's sitting in this little chair in his garden and this cat just like sashays <laughs> into his little cape in his at his feet. And then the <laughs> you see the tail like swish inside and the priest does not react at all. He's just like, so anyway, Jesus said. And, it's like, and then the video cuts to like the, the cat like partying inside like a club, <laughs> like like the vestments like, <laughs> like five of the cats inside. See, internet. You often lose me, but every now and then you redeeming, get me back. Redeeming us. Redeeming the, Catholic, yeah. the Catholics. Oh. Changing the narrative about the Catholics and cats. Well, this was delightful. I mean, it was sad and horrible, but it again was, <laughs> it was, it contained humor. It was. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard. It was not a laugh a minute like last week's episode. But <laughs> I did my best. You know, it was just a dead guy who got you there know, were no his ass kicked. There yeah, were no was... victims in that story other than... <laughs> The people who got ignored. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. But that's it on, on the cats and the Pope. That's the a wrap end. on the cats. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Morbid Museum podcast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the Morbid Museum wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a review. You can now become an official more buddy. Please join us on Patreon and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Morbid Museum. We'll see you for another gallery talk inside the Morbid Museum podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.